Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Praise the Lord, everybody. What a privilege it is to have the opportunity uh, to preach the Word of God uh, among so many hungry people. Uh, Y'all just don't play in Indianapolis. Y'all come with the fire. Amen. Y'all just, y'all ready to rock. And, uh, and what, what what a testament of hunger, you know. Uh, in Florida, if we had this weather, everybody would have their snow boots on and <laughs> three jackets, and we look for an excuse to bring our winter gear out, amen. Uh, but I commend you uh, for the sincerity and the hunger uh, that I feel in this place, and it's very special. Uh, this is very strategic. Uh, this isn't a coincidence. Uh, it may be a little unique to be in a tent, but somehow God knows how to strategically set moments uh, that could change our lives forever. Um, and I'm not going to be long. Okay. Uh, but, but I do believe that the presence of God is going to do something special here. And so thankful for Pastor Carson and his wife and family and all the volunteers and all the leadership, leadership team, uh, the IBC uh, uh, singers and musicians. Thank you so much for uh, leading us into the presence of the Lord. I'm going to read a few scriptures in Exodus chapter 40 and verse 31 Exodus chapter 40 and verse 31 listen and Moses and Aaron and his sons washed their hands and their feet thereat when they went into the tent of the congregation And when they came near unto the altar, they washed as the Lord commanded Moses. And he reared up the court round about the tabernacle and the altar and set up the hanging of the court gate. So Moses finished the work. Listen. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. I'm going to preach to you for just a few minutes 
on that subject and I want to talk about the miracle of the tent you see y'all gave me some inspiration the miracle of the tent why don't we clap our hands to the Lord and just let's just thank him for what he's done for us thus far Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Somebody shout, yes. yes. Uh, Donde esta mi hermanas y mi hermanos? Uh, posible próximo tiempo yo predicando en español para usted. Next time I'm here, I'm probably going to preach in Spanish for you guys. So pray for me. Amen. The miracle of the tent it seems very in a sense random to be in a tent here this afternoon but there is biblical precedent for the fact of the matter is is that God was not content to oh content <laughs> You, you know that I'm a dad when I got dad jokes. <laughs> Content. I could preach a whole message on that right now. Con with tent. Okay, all right, all right, all right. God was doing mighty works in the Israelites' life, but he wasn't satisfied with him doing works for their lives without them coming into relationship with him. He did the plagues upon Pharaoh. He delivered them through the Red Sea. But his desire was to dwell among them. That was his desire. And... In life, God can do a lot of things for us, but more than anything, he desires to dwell among us. So while they are going through a wilderness experience, dry, broken, hurt, dealing with bondage, dealing with past pain, regret, and trauma, God said, I got an idea. I want you to make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among you. And it's going to be in the middle of your wilderness experience. I'm so thankful that when I'm in a wilderness, when I'm in a dry season, when I'm battling with trauma, past baggage, past pain, that God doesn't just pass me by, but he wants to settle in among me and he wants to dwell. Now, now some of y'all, I, I wouldn't want to dwell with because we got some anger issues. Come on, somebody. I'm... 
come on. When you mad, I'm, I'm out the house. Come on. You want to open the door? She angry? Come on. I'm closing the door. Come on, somebody. Uh, you angry. But, but God is not intimidated by our personality, by our bondage, by our pain. God wants to dwell with us. God never gets tired of you being in his presence. You don't have to apologize for coming into the tent tonight because you're not perfect. God is rejoicing that you are here in his presence because that is his desire. Amen. Yeah, some people come to something like this and they feel so unworthy. They, they look at their past pain, their past bondage, their past background, and they don't think that God is willing to come and dwell with them and dwell among them. You've had people abandon you. You've had fathers and mothers abandon you. You were a foster child as a, you were a foster child when you were younger. You went from house to house. People got tired of you all the time. But when you come Come into the presence of God. You never have to worry about God getting tired of you being there. You make God happy. You make God rejoice. He is rejoicing that you took time in your wilderness to come into his tent. It's a miracle. It's a miracle that the one thing he wanted is is he wanted them to make a tent that he might come and dwell in. He wanted them to make a tent. Let the water bottles flow, praise God. Oh, I'm, nothing's holding me back from preaching this afternoon. Uh, more than anything, he wanted a tent to dwell in. This is crazy to me. Why in the world, in the middle of a wilderness, would God want to dwell in a tent? A tent, it was made of ram skins. I don't know if you ever saw ram skins, but that ain't pretty. Uh, he wanted to dwell, make them make the tent out of badger skins. Come on, I don't, I, I don't know what badger skins really look like, but it ain't pretty. And I apologize if I offended anybody that you came with your badger skin skirt on. Come on, somebody. I'm sorry. Amen. I'm just. <laughs> your ram's skin dyed suit. My fault. Amen. It's just, just not my thing. Come on, somebody. He, 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 he wants to dwell in. He says, I want you to make this tent and I want you to put goat's hair on it. I, I, I've seen some ugly goats in my life. But he said, I want it made out of goat's hair. Let me tell you, this tent looked much better than the tent that was in the Bible. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, I want you to make it out of goat's hair. I want you to make it, make it out, of, out of ram skins. I want you to make it out of badger skins. And, and it's not going to be pretty. But it don't have to be pretty for me to dwell in it. You don't have to be perfect to get God to dwell in you. You don't have to have it all together to get God to dwell in you. You come as you are. And when the glory of the Lord gets a hold of you, it's going to make you into something. It's going to make your family and your wife. This is why I have to rejoice here this afternoon because God isn't looking for perfection this afternoon. He 
just looking for a bunch of people that have the courage to allow his glory to come down into their mess, into their ugliness, into their sin, into their pain, into their trauma. And when his glory gets in it, the cloud just covers everything. Come on, you don't even get to see how, how the tent looks anymore. When the cloud gets all over it, I don't even know what you used to look like. The glory's on you. The spirit is on you. The power is on you. Come on. When God gets, gets a, God's glory gets a hold of you, you don't look like what you've been through. Come on, somebody. All of a sudden, it knows how to turn everything around. Used to walk around depressed, but when his glory got a hold of you, now there's joy unspeakable in you and full of glory. You were suicidal when you first came into this tent, but somewhere the glory of the Lord began to seep into the atmosphere. Now you're thankful for life. Now you're thankful for the blood. Now you're thankful for another chance. I thank God for the miracle in the tent that God's glory wants to dwell. It wasn't beautiful. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't the perfect circumstance. You see, some people, they try to wait till their wilderness experience is over before they allow God's presence to come into them. I'm preaching to somebody right now. They said, let me just get right. Come on, somebody. Let me just get all this right. Once I get out of this wilderness, I'm going to give God a chance. Come on, somebody. I'm a, little, I'm a little messed up right now. I don't look pretty. It's not beautiful. I'm in a wilderness right now. Once I get through this, then I'll allow God to get glory in my life. But if you ever learn to lift up your hands in the middle of your wilderness, oh God, he will not pass you by. There's going to be a river of living water that flows right into your dry season. And there's going to be an oasis. He wants to dwell. That's the miracle. God wants to dwell in the tent. <laughs> what? I bet when they were done fixing it and all the people working together and they fixed it up, they look at it like, huh? And God's like, yeah, perfect. He wants to dwell among his people. And the problem was is that that cloud would come down and dwell among them, but it would lift up whenever he wanted them to get the moving on the journey. And there came a time when he wanted to save man so bad that his glory, he didn't want his glory in a tent. He didn't want his spirit in a tent anymore. But the Bible says that he robed himself in flesh that he became a man. He came in the flesh. The fullness of God's spirit came in flesh. Oh, Lord. Uh, flesh is ugly, y'all. I'm sorry. It's just He wanted to come God the creator of the universe wanted to come into the ugliness of flesh. Wanted to dwell there. 
Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. God tabernacled with us. He loved us so much that he didn't just want his spirit to come down in a tent and lift up every now and again. But he said, you know what? I want to come and settle in a little longer. I'm going to come in a body and I'm going to dwell among them for 33 and a half years. Died on the cross. Oh, Lord. Shed his blood for us. Somebody say, thank God. And the Bible says that he could not release his spirit until he first went to that cross, until he was first glorified. So when he dies and gives up the ghost, he's buried. He dies, he's buried, and then he rises again the third day. And when he rises again the third day, he tells his disciples, I want you to go he, he, he visits with them for about 40 days, but then he tells them, I want you to go, and I want you to go to Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Oh, Lord. He said, let me tell you what's about to happen. My glory came in a tent. That's where it started. He said, but I see that wasn't enough for you because y'all crazy. Come on, somebody. He said, so you know what? I'm going to up it up a level, and I'm going to come in a body. I'm going to dwell here a little longer. See, in the tent, I would come. I would go. I would come. But in the body, I'm there among you night and day for 33 and a half years. But I see that's still not going to help anybody. That's not going to help the people that I'm trying to reach. It's not enough for me to dwell in one body so I want you to go and wait in Jerusalem and I'm about to pour out my spirit upon every one of you because I'm not just going to dwell in one body this time I want to dwell in everybody I want to dwell in everybody I want my spirit in everybody and I'm going to empower them to live for me and to do greater works than I could ever do So uh, he said, don't worry about the condition of your tent. I'm preaching to somebody right now. He said, you just lift up your hands. You repent, ask me to forgive you. And he will pour out his spirit. And when he pours out his spirit, you're going to know you got the spirit. Just like they did in Acts 2. Because they began to speak in another language as the spirit gave them utterance. No one taught them how to speak in tongues. But there was a glory cloud that came from heaven. And all of a sudden, once his spirit got on the inside, it couldn't stay on the inside. Something began to come out of them. Words that they couldn't understand. And it was the evidence that God's dwelling in my tent. And God's going to use me for his glory. And I'm going to do greater things than I've ever done. No matter the condition of your life, I'm just asking you to give God a chance to come and dwell in you. And he will empower you to live for him. And everything is going to change. Not because of your works, not because of your hands, but because of his spirit working through you. Can I tell you 
some people, they look at me up here tonight, and you might have think that I was born with a suit on, praise God. But I didn't come to God till I was 19 years old, raised in an abusive household, beaten, beaten so bad I could not speak a word of English for the first five years of my life. I babbled as a child at five years old. The pain and the abuse and the trauma was so bad, my mom had to send me to a speech therapist for a year when I was in kindergarten to teach me how to talk. That was the environment that I was raised in. And for 18 years, I was a victim of physical abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, spiritual abuse, emotional abuse. I was so hurt and broken. I began to try to put my life into other things that I thought would help me feel better. Gave my life to basketball. Through my dedication to basketball, went off on a basketball scholarship uh, to the College of Central Florida. Got friends playing in the NBA, playing professionally overseas, played in the Olympics this past year. But no matter what I did, did. Uh, no matter what I gave myself to, no matter how much I devoted myself to this sport, uh, basketball couldn't take the pain away. Uh, basketball couldn't take the hurt away. Uh, only Jesus uh, had the power uh, to take the pain away. And somewhere, somewhere, after getting abused for that long of time, you have a you have trust issues. Come on, somebody. You're scared to open up. You're just holding everything in. You're boxed in. You don't want to open up to anybody. But there came a moment where they started talking to me about God's glory entering you and how the Spirit of God will come in you and he'll begin to make you new and begin to write his law upon your heart and begin to love you and be with you in the midnight hour. I was hesitant at first. I didn't know how to open up to it. I didn't know what to do. But when they gave me instruction, I'll never forget at 19 years old, March 15th at 11.45 a.m. in the morning, I lifted up my hands to heaven. I asked God to wash me and to cleanse me of all my sins. I began to praise him for giving me an opportunity to be in his presence. And then all of a sudden, God filled me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And after I began to speak in a language I never spoken before, I began to see my whole life turn around. All of a sudden, I didn't walk the same anymore. I didn't talk the same anymore. Things begin to convict me that didn't convict me before. Now I just wanted to share his message with everybody. Now I just had an overflowing love. I wasn't afraid of getting hurt anymore because now I wasn't afraid of being abandoned, rejected, or abused because he was dwelling in my tent and I thank God for that miracle because it made me what I am today oh can you clap your hands if you're thankful for the love of God can you stand to your feet and clap your hands if you're thankful for the love of God can somebody let out a high praise if you are thankful for the love of God hallelujah 
Come on, somebody clap a little louder. Somebody praise him a little more. Thank God for the glory. Uh, God doesn't just want to come like a cloud up and down on the tent where you feel his presence, but then you leave on your journey until you get the cloud to come back and then you leave on your journey. He doesn't just want to come and dwell uh, among you for a few years. He wants to dwell in you. But God, look at me. Look at what I've been through. Look at the trauma that I've endured. Look at that. Look what look how I look. Look what I've been through. He said, but I still desire to dwell in you. I want to dwell in you. And I want to heal all of your emotional trauma. And what those people said about you, don't believe those words. Believe my word, believe my report about you. And when I dwell in that tent, when I dwell in your spirit, when I dwell in you, it's not going to be just you fighting that depression. I'm going to be fighting against it on your behalf. It's not just you that's going to be fighting temptation. I'm going to dwell in you and fight it on your behalf. It's not going to be just you fighting an addiction. I'm going to dwell in you and I'm going to fight it on your behalf. Let, I'm asking you, let God fight for you. Let God be your God. Let him be your father. Let him be your comforter. I know you had to do it by yourself for years. I know you've gotten so independent, but I'm asking for you, give God a chance to come in and turn things around in your world.